Vitamin Dice is an actual play RPG podcast made by adults for adults. Things can get pretty rowdy around this year game table, and it is not appropriate content for children. Content warnings can be found in the episode descriptions. Welcome to The Winter Wardens, presented by Vitamin Dice. I will be your dungeon master this evening. My name is Valandal Man, and today I am joined by... Hello again, I am Caden Wise, and today I am playing... Violara Gundagap. Gee whiz. My name is Connor Man. Weejiz. Today I'm playing Iris Valentine. Hi, I'm Frankie, and I'm playing Luma Silvergrove. And I'm Josie, and today I'm going to be playing Grim Stone Drake. All right, that's the whole gang. And if you're listening to this, that means you're a patron, a, a, pa- a patron on our Patreon. You are patron. <laughs> I you are am patron. patron. They are Autobot names, huh? Yeah. Yeah. They are Decepticon names. Patrons. Form up and roll out. <laughs> the Winter Wardens is essentially based on the Night's Watch from Game of Thrones, and we have all Oath of Watchers paladins, at least partially. I have an intro bit, so just buckle in for like maybe a minute. In the northern kingdom of Jindolian, home of the ancient dwarves, there is a massive wall to keep safe Grokvale from the threats of the Winterlands. The dwarves say that aberrations and other horrors roam the frozen realm. To man the wall and keep themselves safe, a collective of concerned soldiers, rangers, and outlanders from Amenkas, Dulteas, and Tanmarin joined with the dwarves to form the Winter Wardens. Dwarves live longer than Adar, and yet even still only the youngest from the formation of the Winter Wardens remain, themselves now elderly old dwarves. At the time, anyone from Jindulian or the neighboring kingdoms had no trouble believing that monsters stalk the Winterlands. A few generations later, and few have lived in a world where most have ever seen such abominations. Many, even in Jindolian, think the Winter Wardens killed off the last threat years ago, and the Winter Wardens remain as something of a formality. For one reason or another, you joined the Winter Wardens. Some still join out of a sense of honor or duty, to follow a family tradition, or because their religion looks highly on those who join. But to keep numbers steady, the ranks must be supplemented by felons. Many in the Northern Kingdoms are offered the choice to join the Winter Wardens instead of being sentenced to die or spending their life in prison. These days, even with the supplements, numbers are dwindling. New recruits arrive every summer as the roads to the North are passable, usually in Lithamore. This group is the smallest, only seven new people. Each of you will be present when the new recruits come in. I'm just sitting in my room, scribing scrolls, scribing spell scrolls. That's my job. Mm. What does Iris's room look like? It's extremely messy. Okay. It looks like it has not been cleaned since it has became hers. It's a lot of like papers and mm-hmm. books, calligraphy supplies, quills and bottles of ink. Her hands are stained with multicolored ink. Aside from her hands, what does Iris look like? (laughs) She has bright 
blue unnatural hair. There's like two strands that come down, but most of it is in a ponytail. She has a mischievous look on her face. Just permanently? Sort of. <laughs> She's dressed in a button-up shirt, okay. but then like a leather vest that's fur-lined on the inside. Yeah. And a very heavy, thick cloak that basically burritos up around her. It's got, like, a full fox that goes across both her shoulders, <laughs> like the pelt, so it sort of clashes with her blue hair. Okay, yeah. Right on. I can go next. Josie, yeah? Mm-hmm. As the new recruits shuffle in, Grim, mm-hmm. who is a green dragonborn, essentially what he looks like, my inspiration for him is going to come from, like, a mixture of Robin and Beast Boy from the Teen Titans. Okay. Where he's just kind of in that personality vein. And he has horns that are like slicked back and they almost kind of do like a flip at the nape of his neck. Almost like a hair would fall, you know? His eyes are blue and he has a snout that kind of goes up and peaks and is flat in the front. And what I imagine he is doing as the new recruits come in is in a nearby wall, wherever the hall is that the nearby recruits are gathering or whether they're shuffling up up to the wall. Mm-hmm. He is somewhere nearby either observing with his eyes or with his ear pressed against the concrete wall, just trying to observe what's going on in the new recruit space, either looking at them socially and how they're acting or just sort of wanting to see what's new, interested in what's going to happen next and to see what fresh meat, I guess, is walking up to the front gate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You happen to hear some names. They're very like Northern Adar sounding names. You hear a Willem Risley. You hear a Rydan Harker and Ariana Lormer, and uh, four other names. Mm. They all look pretty green, but none of them are as green as Grim. Lol. I think since Luma is kind of the weapon specialist, I think she would be in the weapons room, sharpening the blades because she knows that she's going to have to train all these whelps. Yeah. And she's just kind of preparing for that. She is a gnome. So she's very small, but she's also in full plate armor. <laughs> she has spiky white hair, but not like spiky up in the air, like spiky down. Her hair kind mm. of looks like it's made out of porcupine quills, kind of. Uh-huh. Ooh. So basically when you're in full plate armor, you just look like a running baked potato. Yeah, just like this. I'm yeah, this like tiny thing. Of a knife. Yeah. yeah, covered in metal running. It's just yeah. a little baked potato. A little lima bean, if you will. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, Caden? Yeah. Is it, like, always blizzarding? At the moment, it is summer when the recruits arrive, Uh, because that that is when the the roads north are passable. So it's sunny, but it's not hot. In the summer, it gets warm on the best days. Gotcha. Violara would actually be away from the keep currently scrounging up for medical supplies in the nearby wilderness. Okay. Kind of wherever she goes, just up in the clouds, there's just a darker cloud from the rest of them that looks like it might be always on the brink of a storm. And she's sort of crouched in a grove, gathering these budding plants that she has identified as having medicinal properties. She rises to her full six foot six height. She is a drow, sort of bluish gray skin, has condensed braided white hair that's tied in like blue ribbons that just cascades down to the center of the back. She's got a very broad upper region with thick legs. How when you just 
work out, but you're not building for strength. You're just building for endurance. She's thick. She wears a short sleeve tunic, large fur collar, and over the tunic is a breastplate of darkened steel. Two pauldrons, not on her head right now, sort of just placed down in the snow, is this dark steel helmet. The bottom half of the face where the mouth would be is a smooth plate. Jutting out either side are these not massive, but very pronounced wings. Hmm. At her side is a sort of sticking up from the snow is a double headed warhammer that kind of looks like a thick anchor. She get, takes all the plants that she's gathered and she just emerges from the woods and walks directly past all the recruits, standing almost about a foot taller than most. Mm -hmm. She doesn't really address anybody, but she does strike an imposing figure. All right, yeah. All of you at this point are sort of veteran members of the Winter Wardens. You likely have some kind of unique titled position, not in command necessarily, but uh, you've been around the block a few times. We'll skip through until the late autumn. The recruits are done with their training and they have become officially Winter Wardens. And Captain Margot Oakenheart calls a meeting with all of the Winter Wardens in the Great Hall. So all of you will be present. All right. Captain Oakenheart is a dwarven woman who's been there since any of you can remember. She's very stern. She has dark brown hair and lots of scars. Uh, she says, Wardens, training has been, it's, it's been going about as well as could be expected. Uh, keep up the good work. We've received a report, Owl, from one of our outposts that there's been a sighting. And now winter has not yet come, so we need to send a patrol team to see if we can discern what's going on out there. In the middle of winter, we're totally grounded. So if we can get a team in and out before then, that's going to be ideal. I'm thinking of a team of eight. Before we start drawing names, are there any volunteers? Violar immediately stands up. Okay, that's one. Luma will stand up and raise her hand because she's awfully short. <laughs> Two. Another one of the veteran members, her name is uh, Kayla Cantrill. She's an Adar woman. She volunteers also. I'm going to pull down my hood and avert my gaze. Okay. Similar. Grim crosses his arms and leans back in the pew, keeps his head down, hoping that nobody looks him in the eye. <laughs> One of the volunteers, Willem Risley, also volunteers. I know that guy. Okay, looks like that's all of the volunteers, so we're going to start drawing names. Okay, here we go. Uh, Lexia Tarek. Let's see. Uh, Iris Valentine. Fuck. Uh, Rydan Harker. And Grim Stonedrake. God damn uh, that's, it. That's eight of you. Why does this shit always happen to me? <laughs> Go ahead and assemble near the main gate and uh, await further instructions. Understood, Captain. Great. Violaro will look at Luma and give a knowing nod of appreciation and then just sort of stares down Iris a little bit and just walks away. I, I point to myself and look back. <laughs> Who, me? And she just sort of turns and walks away. Oh, shucks. <laughs> How familiar are our characters with each other? That is a good question. I'm I'm not going to decide that. I suppose. That is for you to choose I... and to be between you and your god. <laughs> okay, yeah. I have an I have an opinion yeah. about it. 
I feel like Grimm, he's a little infamous. He's not bad. Mm. He doesn't do bad things. But people have a problem sometimes with his attitude in the way that he goes about certain things. So he is known as a bit yeah. of a, I don't, like a bad boy. All right. Mm. Rough around the edges. I think Luma and Iris kind of butt heads a lot. So I think we would be mm-hmm. fairly familiar <laughs> with each other. Mm-hmm. Violara is kind of known She's known on the wall as Stormchild and mostly keeps to herself. She's not overtly charming, uh, easy to talk to, but she's very, I would say she's probably respected due to her healing prowess and also just the fact that she's incredibly loyal to the Wardens and probably might have been here a little longer than all of you guys. More of a veteran than the rest of you. How old are all of your characters? 42. I'm 147. How long have you been with the Winter Wardens? I wouldn't say most of Luma's life, but like right when she became an adult in Gnome years. This is the perfect opportunity for a power move. You could just say like 43 and then just be like, oh, you think you've been here longer <laughs> than Do Dragonborn me? have different ages? Do they age quicker or they live longer? Dragonborn, I think, age slower. Gnomes live pretty long. Oh, I did forget that I am an elf, so I might actually be older than that. Forty-two is very young for an elf, so I'd probably You're like put 16. it at about. <laughs> yeah, it's about sixteen. So I probably put it at about one hundred ninety-two for Violar. Yeah, so I I think Iris is like twenty-five. <laughs> That makes sense. Yeah, I would say Grimm's on the younger side, too. Sorceress, man. I think she's been in the Wardens for like a year. Mm. I'll say I've been here Mm. about three. Deal. So you meet up with your party of eight by the main gate. It is the four of you, as well as one other more veteran Winter Warden, and then three recruits that have been training for the past three months. Captain Oakenheart says... Your orders are simply to journey out to Outpost D and look around for what they have seen there. You should expect some kind of dangerous aberration when you get there. Pretty straightforward. How far is it? You should be able to get there within a day's journey. So like 12 hours, 8 hours... 24 hours. Closer to eight hours of travel. All right. Are there any other questions? Is this a man or a woman that's speaking? Uh, this is a woman. A woman. This is Oakenheart. Captain Margot. Yes. Well, since you have no more questions. No, ma'am. No more questions. No, Captain. I'll await your return. The main gate begins to rise up and, uh... Here you are. Uh, Honeysuckle. Back in summer when the new recruits arrived. What did you say? It was sort of a warm day, but now here in late autumn, it is cold and snowy. And you do have to bring with you winter camping gear. Easy enough. Am Am I allowed to bring any spell scrolls with me that I've created? Yeah, you can bring any of the ones that you've created. I mean... Any of them. I... If you have them created, you are allowed to bring them, yes. I obviously haven't because it's a one-shot, but, like, I would have, like, my character's job is... Okay. (laughs) One. At the moment, you have one spell scroll. There we go. That is ready to go. Do you have any more questions for me, the dungeon master, before you get off on your quest? No. So you begin to travel. I think Luma tries to take the lead and literally can't because her legs are so short. Mm, I see. 
That makes sense. <laughs> it is very cold. And you are prepared as best you can, but essentially you never go out in the winter and you only go out this late in autumn if it's somewhat urgent. And there is a good reason for that. Despite even your gear, it is cold enough that you can suffer negative effects of cold stress just from traveling out in this weather. So I would like each of you to make a constitution saving throw. Ah. I'm not great at those. <laughs> I gotta make my save. So I'm pretty oh, sure we... Oh, no. my God. Oh, no. Yeah, will somebody roll a save for me? I'll do it, because then, Josie, you can see it also. Yeah. Here we go. I'll go ahead and... I, I, see that, I see that Storm Child is struggling, and she's not really my friend, mm-hmm. but I'm going to try mm-hmm. to help her, so I catch resistance. Oh. Uh, okay. Well, maybe this <laughs> won't... Maybe it won't matter, because it's only a D4, so... Oh, that's true. You know, that's that's true. It's it's Never, only yeah. a five. It's not, so a, it's not a re-roll, yeah. Iris and Luma, you succeeded on your saves. You feel cold, but you don't feel like you're being impaired by the cold. Violara and Grim, mm-hmm. for whatever reason... It's because I'm cold-blooded. Th- that'll do it. Yeah, I'm a lizard. <laughs> I'm a lizard person. You begin to shiver, and you have... <laughs> what in in real life would be called cold stress, which is a precursor to hypothermia. Ooh. It is much less mm-hmm. severe, but it can decline. And it, in game terms, what that means is that you have gone to level one of exhaustion. Oh, no. My snout is going to get that, frostbite. You, is that one D&D exhaustion? How does one D&D exhaustion work? I you get a my, I looked I, at that. You get a penalty to D20 tests equal to your level of exhaustion. And there's now 10 levels. Yeah. That... That could be better. Does it have any other effects? No, that's it. It's implied to be oh, easier oh, oh. to gain it levels also of exhaustion. Subtracts, you also subtract your level of exhaustion from the spell save DC of any yeah. spell that you so cast. So every, any, any D20 test and, yeah, spell save DC. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, we'll use the, so D, it's, the it's 1D just, It's just then. minus one right now, but it can, it can add up. Mm-hmm. Oh, and if you get boy. to 10, you die. Yeah. So you are going through these woods and you get to an area where you're going to reach a turn in the road. Turn in the road. So I'm going to put this map, this this chap in the mat, as we say in the biz. Mm. Look at it at your at your pleasure. I'm an empty box. Yeah. I'm full of an empty empty soul. Oh, a couple of boxes. You guys are just you guys are just invisible. Whoa. You could be invisible this entire time. (laughs) We come to a bend in the road. A rend in the boat. That's right. Rend in the boat. Okay. And then what? What do we do now? Uh, do whatever you want. What time of day is it? Uh, we'll say you've been traveling for a couple of hours, and you left an hour after dawn. So it is late it's morning. morning. Have we like e- eaten or anything? Are you eaten? Well, not yet. <laughs> no, have we eaten? It depends on what we face. Alice, you were fed before you left, and you have rations with you. The idea with rations is that they're calorically dense, and you eat like twice a day, so you don't have to spend too much time worrying about it. So at the moment, you're uh, you're good on food. So I suppose we just keep uh, walking. Keep a sharp eye out. These lands are dangerous at the best of times, and the beasts out here are unkind. Do we see anything notable? Uh, what are your perception scores? 17. 12. Um, 16. 
Yeah, mine is okay. also 16. Damn. Violara has the highest passive perception in the party, and you get some sense, I think mostly hearing-based, that there are other creatures in the vicinity, and it makes you slightly uneasy, though you can't tell if it's just normal wildlife or perhaps something more sinister than that. But you are in the Winterlands, so it's worth being cautious. Do not let your guards down. We are surrounded by all forms of wildlife. Stick to the road. Do not wander. With any luck, you will not be eaten. Not yet. (laughs) Not yet. Well, that's reassuring. Don't get comfortable. Okay, if that's not me, reassuring, I'm I don't know what is. Not at all comfortable <laughs> right now. Yeah, I'm freezing Good. my claws off over here. My eyes are everywhere. Yeah, I'm basically a popsicle. Okay. How far is the uh, the outpost? You said it was about eight hours. Uh, yeah, it was expected to take eight hours, and you've been journeying for two hours. We have six hours before we arrive, which means we will get there by evening, assuming we are not halted. All right, so you get to about here. You know, I, I, I do best, like, from a bit of a distance. Before everybody except for Iris notices the sounds of something larger than, like, a small bird or squirrel coming through vegetation towards you. So everybody roll initiative, and Iris had to have disadvantage on that <laughs> roll, because you, d- you don't know what's up. We're rolling initiative. Oh, I am rolling like shit! So like I was saying... I do my best work when I'm. Well, we got the same one distance. though. <laughs> the time for complaint is over. Now we fight. You work with the situation you have. Now prepare yourselves. Wow. <laughs> we're wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm on eight. Wow. We're all. Well, here's <laughs> the thing. So are we. <sighs> uh, what's y'all's dexterity? Twelve. Twelve. Fifteen. <laughs> Fifteen. Rollies. Minus fifteen. I You're go before, before both of us. You, you guys. Yeah. Okay. Frankie, roll a d20. I win. I go before you with okay. a natural 20. Oh, good one. Good use I of know, that. I know. Good use of that, right? <laughs> Wish I had that directly before. I know. What the heck? That's bullshit. So you have determined through your own means that Violara will go before Luma? Yes. Indeed. Did you roll for Josie? No, I did not roll for Josie. I have plus like two. Grim, right? Nat 20. Woo! Oh, shit. Oh, nice. There you go. Let's go. Josie, it's your turn first. I am going to walk forward because I assume I was towards the back of the group. I don't know really where I am. You are up front currently. Okay. I I randomly put you in this organization. I'm going to move up two squares. And for my second action, as I say, is seriously nobody else hearing that, you know? None of you else hear that. And then I I draw my long sword. Something is coming. And that's my action. You can you can draw your weapon as part of an attack action. Uh, if you're just moving a little bit like that, mm-hmm. uh, I'll let people do that as bonus actions. Okay. Uh, so with two actions, you could take the dodge action if you want, which will give attacks against you disadvantage. Yeah, I'll go ahead and dodge. All right. Cool. Okay, so I rolled badly for your NPC companions and really well for everything that you're fighting. Right. That tracks. Oh. That, that makes sense. Oh, nice. Yep. That's so, what always happens. That's just our luck. Yeah. That's just our luck as a group, as oh a D&D God. group. That's how it always happens. Great. Okay, so Iris, you are being attacked. I have a 21. Oh, boy. And I have a 18 against you. These are both claw attacks. I cast shield. Okay. What does that get your armor class up to? Uh, 21. 
Okay, so one of them still hits you. Oh, if it meets my armor class as a hit. Meets yeah. it, beats it. Does that change your decision? I would say yeah, not really, because you're still not getting hit twice. True. But that's your choice. Instead of shield, I'm going to cast Silvery Barbs on the first attack. Okay, so I, does that mean I roll one more die? Yeah. 13. Missed. There you go. Okay. And who are you giving so, that advantage to? I'm oh, going to give that's it, fair Yeah, enough. so I'm going to turn and give it to, I'm going to give Luma advantage. Okay. And then one of the attacks still hit you. I rolled for that. Yeah. Did I just take five damage? Is that what happened? Yeah. You see, now that these two creatures are out in the open, um, they are like frozen looking humanoids that look like they don't have skin and they're sort of like warped and instead of a face, they just have a big eyeball. Oh, that's fun. And this other one is going to uh, wander over here and then it's going to stare at Grimm. And its uh -oh. eye is going to do, it's going to like, it, it rotates and there's like flashing colors in its Ew. eye and it's going to force Ugh. you to make a constitution saving throw. Oh no, oh. I have terrible con. Oh no. <sighs> That's not you good. You succeeded on the save. <gasps> oh my God. Oh, thank goodness. Hey. Oh my goodness. Everyone get up here, Ludo. Ludo has joined us on the pod. No, hey. don't eat my dice. Don't eat my dice. Don't eat my dice. Don't eat my dice. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, no, he's straight up eating my dice. Ludo. Something else bursts out of the bushes behind <laughs> Viola. Hi, Ludo. Chunky. Chunky. And what I'm going out? to make Ludo. Uh, something. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> Ludo. Ludo. He's the monster. You monster. Oh, my goodness. There's another. Okay, so I got 15, 17, and 18 as attack rolls versus Violara. Violara? Yeah. Only one hit. Okay. You take seven points of piercing damage. <laughs> Two tentacles slap at you, but don't deal any damage. Uh, then uh, you do get bitten by a beak. Uh, those of you who uh, turn to see what is currently attacking Violara, it looks like a brain with a beak and a bunch oh. of tentacles that's floating through the air. Oh, no. And... Another one appears and is also going to attack Violara. Oh! There's so many! Fuck. If you're gonna kill me, at least pronounce my name correctly. It's Violara. Like violin. Okay, one of those is a nat 20. Okay, so I got an unnatural 20, a natural 20, and a total of 13. Yikes. Well, two of those are gonna hit, and I can't do anything against this, so... Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> okay, so you take seven damage from the regular hit, and then... And 12 damage from the other one. So a total of 19 points of damage. Damn. Sheesh. Uh, yeah. Violara just takes both, all three of those hits and is now just, blood has just spilt onto the ground into the snow. Oh, shit. Uh, after okay. that is Iris. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Is there is there a way for me to know what type of creature this is? If you use an action and make an arcana check, there is a way, yes. Uh, you could also put your mouse over the little icon and it'll say what it is. Not, I don't care what its name is. <laughs> I want to know what category of creature it is. I see. So, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to study it. That would actually, yeah, so that's going to be the study action from 1D&D. Right. Okay. 21. Ah, that's a good one. So, um, as you can see that they are called Nothics, but what a Nothic is... Oh, these bad boys down here, I want to know. The ones that just fucked the up. Brain. The tentacly ones. Mm -hmm. Oh! Oh. I do have Violara. something I could have done. 
A These, reaction? Damn it. I do have a reaction guys. to somebody hitting me. You have like a lesser hellish rebuke? Not even lesser, actually. Fuck! <sighs> Is there a limit on how many times you can do it? Uh, just a reaction. Dang. Yeah, so what are these guys, the the growls, what type of creature is that? A growl uh, are aberrations that come from a similar, like, plane to the mind flayers. They're like mongrel dogs to mind flayers. Right, yeah. If that makes sense. They're kind of wild animals that hunt around in that plane. They okay. are medium aberrations. They are evil. That's all I need to know. So that was, my, that was one action. That was one action, yes. I'm going to hold up my Winter Warden's holy symbol. Okay. And a channel divinity for Ebjur the Extra Planner. Okay. What'd that do? Each aberration within 30 feet of me has to make a wisdom saving throw. I think that's all of them except for the except for Nothic 2. Well then, what if I bonus move right there? Uh, you will take a... Attack of opportunity from the Nothic one. Is that okay? Hmm. Would that count as a free... Can I do a free step? Is that a thing? Uh, no. I'm trying to use as few house rules Damn. as possible. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I'll risk an attack of opportunity. 16? Uh, hit. You take seven more points of damage. The Nothic Dang. claws at you as you exit its reach. All right, now I channel divinity. Okay. We got a 12. Got a 10. A 17. Ooh. And a 7. So the the 17 uh, succeeds, but all the rest are turned. Okay. And a turned creature must spend its turns trying to move as far away from you as it can, and it can't willingly end its move in a space within 30 feet of you. For its action, it can only use the dash action to try to escape from an effect that prevents it from moving. But that doesn't start until its turn. Uh, I believe so. Okay, then that was your whole turn. Yes. So next is Violara. Man, this is real bad uh, for me. So you all, you all can see that I've done this, and you all have the same ability. So it's, it's you definitely understand what I've just done. Right. Uh, Indeed. Violara, with the hammer in hand, fully extends and swings upwards with a strike. Please hit. God. <sighs> A 12 will hit. Really? They have uh, pretty low armor class. Yeah. I'm okay. a fan of low armor class, except for bosses. Fair enough. All right. So they take- It's not, it's not fun if you miss all the time. Yeah, that would have sucked. Uh, 1d4 lightning and 1d8 blunt, and the lightning will do something fun. So it takes three lightning, seven blunt, and when I deal lightning damage to a larger or smaller creature, I can also push it up to ten feet away from me. Are you able to booming blade on this attack? I don't have booming blade. Oh, you don't? Oh, yeah, that's, I, only no, a, booming, that's not a cleric thing. This is technically what booming blade would do. It's just a lesser version. It Yeah, it, it's sort of like that, actually, yeah. So, you actually discover something interesting when you smack this grill. And that <laughs> Uh, it looks like it absorbs the electricity. Oh. Dang. Well, it still gets pushed back 10 feet. <laughs> I believe it specifies that you have to deal lightning damage to something to push it back, right? Uh, I guess. Well, fuck me then. <laughs> well, I guess I'll go, uh, I guess I'll go fuck myself. And, uh. Guess I'll 
Fuck right off. I guess I'll go fuck right <laughs> off. God, I don't have that many spell slots, and I don't know what we're going to face. Cantrips? Yeah, I know. That's I'm going to toll the dead. Dole the dead. So they have to make a wisdom saving throw. Eleven. Uh, they fail. So they take 1d8 necrotic damage. For Toll the Dead? That is correct. Buddy, you're going to be dealing 2d12 necrotic damage. What? Yeah, it's a, it turns into a d12 if they're missing hit points, pretty sure. Oh. Also, you're high enough level that it's two dice. Oh, sheesh. Oh, you are correct. I forgot that. <laughs> well, listen. As if. <laughs> Let's see. 2d12. Two nines for a total of 18. Nice. Damn. Very good. All right, I didn't get fucked over entirely, but I am in a rough spot here. Yeah, so when you smacked the grill, it like bruised it a little bit and it like didn't like that. But then you cast the spell and it just like withers. <laughs> it's not quite bloodied yet, but it's like. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if they have bones or not, but if they did, if they had the bones, they would ache. If they had them bones. If they had if them only bones. Okay. It's a no bones day. All right, uh, Luma, it's your turn. What's up? I don't know. I don't know yet. We'll, we'll see. Um, first All right, then I'm going to skip you for now. The recruits, I didn't put these guys on the map, but they'll just be back here, I guess. I'm going to roll a save for these recruits. They're currently not brave enough to rush forward to engage any of these otherworldly abominations, uh, but they get weapons out and they're sort of preparing for something. The veteran, however, is going to move around here, attack this grell. They pull out a spear... And they hit with that spear, and they deal 10 points of damage. Uh, Luma, do you know what you're going to do now? Uh, I'm going to pull my long sword, and I'm going to attack Grell 2. Okay. 16. That is a hit. Are you fucking for real? I think your character does have Savage Attacker, so now would be an ideal time for that. Let's do it. Hey! There we go. 14. At this point, Grell 2 looks about as bad as Grell 1. All right. And then I'm gonna... Actually, I'm just gonna do that again. Okay, well, you do get a minus five. Okay, well, okay, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Roll the natural 20. (laughs) This would be her extra attack, right? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you have extra attack. You can attack twice. Anyway. Nice. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. So 18. Oh, you know what? You could Divine Smite. If you would like to. How does that work again? You say you do it, and then you roll some dice. So you spend one first level spell slot, or higher if you like, but usually- She only has first level, I think. Oh, fair. Luma only has first level spell slots. Luma, I think we can tell, is the the most martial amongst us. Yeah. It's true. Let's do it. Just pick up uh, 4d8 and roll those. 4d8, wow. Yeah. 10. Uh, okay, yeah, you kill the fuck out of Grell 2. Nice. Hell yeah. I kill the fuck out of it. Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's go. And then... You just slice it in half and you see a bunch of gray matter. That's kind of fascinating. What What was the total damage here? 42 damage. Oh my goodness. Oh. Is that my turn or? No, you still have another action actually. That's what I thought. How far away am I from... Which one's closest to me now? Of the enemies? The Nothic or the other Grell? Potentially the Nothic would be the closest one. I think you you guys know that they're both turned, though. That's true. 
and they will no longer be if you attack them. Ah. Uh, That's true. Well, not Gothic 1. It was... Yeah. Gothic yeah. 2. The gr- it, Grell, Grell, Grell. Not Gothic, the Grell, sorry. The Goths. Grell, the Grell Goths. Two, Grell 2 was also turned until he was attacked, but then he was murdered. So people with dark clothes come out of the woods and attack you. Yeah. <laughs> Screaming my chemical romance lyrics. Is Gothic 1 turned? Both, yeah, they're both turned. Both Gothics are turned. Oh, what there's is, another Gothic? What is, yeah. yeah. What oh, is Gothic 1's I didn't even see that one. Like. They're both not hurt. They're both not hurt, like at all. Because they're, they're, they showed up and I immediately turned to them. Maybe I'll just move. Okay. Fair enough. Maybe I'll move, like, I don't know. You could move to the other side of Grell 1. Grell and flank, 1. Flank it. The next turn is Grim. Okie dokie. I will go attack the Grell down there with my uh, longsword, please. Oof, I miss. I think it is going to end up being a miss, but you are the other person who has extra attack, so Mm -hmm. when you take the attack action, you make two attacks. Okay, then I will try to attack again. Ah, uh, 19. There we go. That'll hit. Do you have my modifiers on there? Uh, You get plus five to hit with your sword. Oh, cool. Let me write that down. Hold so that would be 20... What did I do with my pen? Three, 24. 25. Oh, 24 or 25? 24. Believe you me. 19 plus 5. Well, plus 2 because of flanking. Then 26. 26. Yikes. That's a lot. On a hit, you deal 1d8 plus 4 slashing damage. Uh, That would be... 8. 8, you say? Yeah. And you all are getting up on Grell 1 at the moment. Indeed. Grell 1 is now bloodied. He's strong. There we are. On Nothic 1's turn, it's going to move. On Nothic 2's turn, it's going to move away. There's skedaddling. <laughs> On. Bye. Have a wonderful time. Grell 2's turn. Grell 2 is dead. <laughs> nice. On Grell 1's turn. Oh, boy. It is going to attack each of you once, because it okay. attacks three times. Wow. I mean, beasts usually do have, like, a multi-attack feature, so it makes sense. Okay. Against Violara, 17. Violara. Well, I don't know why you can't pronounce that correctly. Against Luma, 24. 24. Wow. Against Grim, 15. Yes. What was the attack against Violara again? Oh, again? 17. Uh, misses. I think the only hit was against Luma, so... I'm and I have, cast... like, the highest AC in the party. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cast Silvery Barbs. Silvery Sarbs? On the oh, attack there you go. against Luma. Okay. 21 instead. Uh, that's my AC. Oh, damn. Then it hits. Do you still grant advantage? Yeah, so... Uh, seven points of damage for Luma. I'm going to give advantage to Violara. All right. The Grell's other action, it doesn't want to get caned up on, so it's going to fly away. Does it provoke attacks of opportunity from all it of sure us? It sure does. Yeah. All right. Heck yeah. You want to Take your, your swings, everybody. Take your swings. I'm going to oh, cast... Oh, I could cast a spell. Uh, what is it called? You could. You probably should. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna going cast to cast... Sacred Flame. You know what? I'm going to do the same thing. I did Birds just give you a advantage. So oh. if you want to... Do you have an attack roll? I don't spell? have an attack Fuck. roll cantrip. For Luma, I think you have to make a weapon attack. The only reason that Caden can cast a spell instead is because he has Warcaster, I think. That, yeah, yes. that is... Mm, okay, then I... 
<gasps> oh, fuck. That will not do it, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm short, okay? <laughs> yeah. I, w- I should have given her advantage. You probably should have, to be completely yeah. honest. Does a 17 hit? It sure does. Woohoo! 10 damage. 10 damage, no way. Yeah, I got a 6 on my D8. That's a good one. I'll just swing with my hammer as he's running yeah. away. Okay. Oh, that's... It's probably good that I did get advantage. It's good that I got Woo-hoo! advantage, because that's Heck a natural yeah. 20. <laughs> yeah. Uh, lightning damage isn't going to mean jack shit, but okay. One Tot- and four. One and four. Yeah. God. Strength. I you feel your, yourself guided by... I mean, do do I add strength to my Iris's attack rolls? Wo- yeah, why wouldn't you? Oh, then it should be it's plus a, one. Weapon, right? So yeah, it's just a uh, weapon. Yeah. Then yeah, that's where that plus one comes from. Then yeah, it's a total of five. Yeah, we no, would six. have missed if not for Iris's magic guiding you, and uh, you do end up smacking it. It has taken a lot of damage at this point, and when you hit it with your hammer this time, it just kind of like splats. <laughs> so it just rises up, takes a couple more damage, and I just lift it up and slam it back into the ground with a t- with a small like outwards of electricity as it just goes a little bit deeper. And the Nothics are not going to stop running. Ooh, good. So combat is over. All right, let's get let's get out of here. Violara immediately whips around to the recruits back there. And what are you doing? Hmm. Holding the rear guard and try in case they try to escape this way. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting choice. Yeah. I learned in training that it is better not to get in the way. Yeah, nice excuse, boys. Let's keep moving. Thank you. Perhaps we should have you go first, and we'll take the rear guard this time. I don't know where we're going. I've never been out here before. I suggest somebody else takes the lead. <laughs> hmm. Well, I don't know where we're going either. I shall take the lead. Since I am surrounded by cowards. Uh, I prefer the term recruit. (laughs) They're synonyms. You may prefer what you wish. I will call you what I like. I will take a lead. Although I am hurt. Let's see. I'm actually going to just do a little bit of... What does a healer's kit do again? Uh, I think you, it you lets you stabilize. Oh. You have the healer feet, though. I do can, have so the healer you, you feet. Can do the th- you can do the special thing. That special thing. Right. What is that I again? think it's... I think you... It just means that I can't the, roll ones. No, but it's an active ability you can do with the oh, one d on. healer's kit, which I think is... If you have you, a medikit, you can expend one use of it to tend to a creature within five feet of you as an action. That creature can expend one of its hit die, and you... Then re-roll that die. The creature regains a number of hit points equal to the roll plus your proficiency bonus. Yeah. Oh, so can I do that to myself? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I will expend one use of my healer's kit, which how many how many uses does a healer's kit have? I think it's, it starts with ten. Okay. So I'll use one of them to get to roll a hit die and get You had twenty six damage and you went down to twenty. Okay. No time to dilly dally. Yes. No time to dally or dilly. Let us get moving. We still have much road to ca- to cross. No time to dilly or dally. So this road forks. Would Violara or anyone else be able to figure out which way to Outpost D it would be? Oh yeah, is it straight or to the right? Luma and Violara would both have a decent chance of, of knowing such a thing. I think both of you just roll an intelligence check. Oh boy. <laughs> Let's see how this goes. Fuck. 
I am rolling huh. so fucking bad today. Wow. Holy shit. You're looking both ways and you're like, ah, oh, just not sure. Violara, you know which way it is. Oh, no. Oh, no. Keep, keep oh, going straight, guys. No. I'm so sorry. Well, I All mean, right, it wouldn't go. have been an issue if I had rolled better. I guess. Well, follow me. And I go straight. Follow I'm me. sorry. You are certain that it is straight. Violara is. Caden is not. Caden mm-hmm. is positive that it's the wrong way. I am positive it is the opposite direction. Yep. You're both pretty confident of things. <laughs> Only one of you has hands on the wheel, though. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, all right. So you continue straight going north. God damn it. It warms up just a bit as you get towards the hottest... I mean, the least cold part of the day, I should say, rather, uh, around noon. So you don't have to have to make checks against cold. But I would like someone to make a survival check. I mean, I can. I think I might be the best at it. Oh, wait. I have proficiency in survival, too. I have a plus seven. What, which one do you have? Plus five. So you can both I... roll and just take the higher oh, one between sure. you. Let's do that. Perfect. I have a plus six. What is what is wrong? Fantasy oh, I got a 19! There you go. Fuck. Okay, At we'll least somebody has we'll succeeded. Yeah. Wait, I'll take a photo of it. I'll take a photo. You don't, don't need to take a photo. It's all right. Hey, hey, Fanny Scraps. Yeah. Hey, hey, listen, buddy, listen to me. Okay? I'm sorry for whatever I've done to what you. What did I do to you, I, I, I don't know what, what I've done to offend you or uh. piss you <laughs> off in some way, but please, I feel like we can work this out. You don't have to take your aggression out on me, okay? I feel like I'm rolling so bad, too. Heck yeah. You will atone. <laughs> I feel like I always roll terrible in D and D. I'm having great. I'm having a great night. This is really exciting. Yeah. I'm so glad, Josie. I'm so glad you're having fun. This is me yes. being serious. Yes. I'm absolutely happy that you're having fun. I'm God so damn it! D and D's fun, guys. I'm all right as well. Yeah, D and D is fun. Now D and D is great. I'm just rolling like shit tonight. Damn it. Well, the thing is, Violara, you are very confident that yes, it does make sense. And just go north, but you are still cold, stressed. Indeed, I'm also very and, hurt, uh, so I'm not thinking straight. But Grim jumps in, and he's like, "I, I got us. Just We're how would I take the lead for a Die if we keep going this way. <laughs> you know what? That sounds wise. I shall take the rear instead. After a little ways, you get to a crossroads, and Grim leads you east along the right fork of the crossroads. And so you begin heading east. <laughs> the rest of your day of travel is mostly fine, although in the last couple of hours, it does begin to get a, it gets a little colder and there's a little bit of a storm starting. So before you get to the outpost, I'm going to have each of you make another constitution saving throw. Come on. Plus come on, zero. Fantasy Grounds. Come on. Let's hey. see if Fantasy Grounds has heard your plea. Please. Uh, that's a listen, 14. Listen. You're good. Listen. We can be friends. We can be friends. I know we can be friends. Iris is good. Grim is good. Luma is good. Don't you fuck me over on this. Let's see. Yeah, you're all good. You're uh, all good. Yeah, because I failed still, it earlier. That's a 10. We're getting better, Fantasy Grounds. We're getting better. But I, I could still see some improvement on your part. Okay? So, you know, you got your blood pumping, trying to um, not die. And, you know, you just bundle up a little bit. You may, Maybe you had an extra layer and you didn't think you needed it. But you're like, no, I'll just throw it on there. And so you're nice and warm when you get to the outpost. I mean, you're not nice and warm, but you, you, you can, okay. You can see, as I'm walking, you can see like veins in my face and my hands. There's like, 
glowing yellow sort of neon light inside my veins. And there's just like flames coming out of the tips of my fingers. Okay. Hello? Is cold lights on fire? <laughs> yep. So hold on. You just gonna say you just gonna say that? Or you think we're gonna move on from that? Yeah. I don't I don't say anything about it. I rolled a nat twenty. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. I can, ah. okay. I thought you were just being. Like, yeah, my veins glow. Okay, so uh, we yeah, get there. Yeah, I'm what? a I'm a sorcerer. Yeah, so, the yeah, battle, that's my explanation. The previous fight warmed me up. I'm good. I'm good for now. Violar is trudging along at bare minimum, making it. Yeah, but it's okay. Having a tough time here. There's another now, map. I, I'm not sure I can warm you up without setting you on fire. So I would prefer not to be harmed. But I appreciate the thought. Extremely thoughts. agreeable. Extremely agreeable. So have you have have you all? Yep. Y- 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 oh, all? Not not quite. Hold on. There we are. So there's this big log cabin lodge, and this is the outpost. As you arrive, you can see that there are uh, there's at least one light on inside. It looks warm and inviting. I don't have a map for inside of it. Oh, there we go. Unfortunately. Maybe we should take a look. Have y'all seen this? Have y'all seen this before? Were we supposed to Indeed. be meeting somebody? I believe we were here to investigate claims of some form of aberration. Is this the outpost? Do we know? Is this the outpost? This is the outpost. Luma oh, and Violara would know. Yeah. Luma this is and outpost have been here. This is the outpost. Can I cast It does not look changed. Yeah, yeah, dog, what's up? Well, I was going to see if I could cast Detect Magic on the yeah. front door of the outpost. Um, yeah. are, are we already inside so, or are we outside? At the moment, you're outside. Okay. But I can, if y'all are planning on going in, we can go. So yeah, we'll go from around. the yeah. behind it, right? So we have to go around. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go yeah, all the way around. It's, it's more defendable that way. Mm-hmm. We don't see any signs as we approach up that Yeah, does walkway. it look like a battle? Does it look like any signs of violence? Can I roll a stealth check before I do that? Uh, yeah, you can roll a stealth check. Plus five. It's a 15. To your passive perception, uh, no, I mean, there's a fair number of footprints that are going through here, but they're mostly just, like, right where you would expect them to be. No signs of a battle, necessarily. Are there any, like, guards, or...? Uh, there's nobody outside. Hmm. Grim is sneaking. Should we be sneaking? <clears throat> the rest of you can. I am not equipped for such skills. Okay, so I'm going to sneak up to the door and cast a tech magic. Okay. Well, I don't... I don't want to speak for all of us, but I sort of think of Violara as a sort of commander. Oh, yeah. Do whatever you want, then. I was just the in front, of, so... Whoever is capable of stealth should investigate. Whoever is not would stay out here and keep watch, and we will also charge in should anything happen. So everybody roll stealth checks. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, I'm a little sneaky. I have a plus one, but that's all I got. I have a plus... I think you and I will both have disadvantage on the rolls because we wear yeah. heavier armor. Yeah. So we would be not great at it. Yeah, so then me and Iris will go do it. Yeah, I'll 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 watch your back. Unless there are any recruits that you would that you Valandal would say are sneaky. Uh definitely at least one of them is sneaky, a uh, former felon. Mm. You go with them. Yeah, all right. <laughs> all right. All of you have detect magic from your oath of watchers <laughs> spell list. Mm. You can cast it as an action for a spell slot, or you can cast it as a ritual, which takes 10 minutes but doesn't cost a spell slot. I was just going to do it as an action, if I can. All right. So when you cast Detect Magic, everything in your vision becomes outlined with colors uh, that inform you of the School of Magic. 
you can tell that the, the, the lodge itself, there is an abjuration spell that is cast on it. It's the alarm spell that is very commonly taught to winter mm-hmm. wardens. In fact, all of you know it. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed we do. Do we know if we will set off the alarm? I think Luma and Violara know. We know what will set off the alarm? That, that you will not set off the alarm. Oh, we, okay. If it is set by a warden, we should be fine. Grim, you do also sense some necromancy. Ooh, there we is go. Is there a window on the front of the lodge? Yeah, there's, there's a window higher up. Oh, but not on the first floor. That makes sense. It's usually how long houses are built. Grim turns to the group and says, There's dark magic here. Let's be cautious. Hmm. Yeah, all right. What do you guys think? Should we proceed inside? I think we should take a look. Yeah. The three of you go and scout a little ways in. Do not proceed any further than the front entrance. Okay. I will approach and open the door. So essentially you have like a key to let you in. The the um, door is normally locked, but all of you winter wardens have a couple of keys for things like the outposts. As you unlock the door and look inside, it is dark except for like a single candle. I can't see anything else in the house with detect magic. Nothing else, nothing stands out to you immediately as out of place. Okay. Um, but you might be a bit uneasy because there's not a lot of light. Yeah. Can you see anything? Nothing yet. It's pretty dimly lit. I'm going to walk up here so I can look through the door but not into it. I have dark vision of 120 feet. I also have dark vision. I don't know how far it is, though. Dark vision. If it's not changed by your race, it'll probably be only like 60 feet. It might be. My race gives me double dark vision, so I'll just peer inside and see if I can view into the shadows. Yeah, Grim also has dark vision. I forgot dark vision is a thing. I mm. really don't like dark Dragonborn vision. Dragonborns <laughs> do not have dark vision usually. Don't it's believe true. they do. Unless uh, Grim... Actually, the sub-race. 1D&D Dragonborn does have dark vision. Oh. Interesting. They changed it. <laughs> Darkness yeah. has no value here unless it is magical. Yep. It's totally worthless. <laughs> you gotta use that magical darkness more often. I don't like using magic. It's too on the nose. There's There's nobody inside, and there definitely should be. It is empty. I do not like it. Scratch the plan. The most capable warriors will go first, followed by the spellcasters. We must keep our guards up at all times and cover each other's flanks. Watch your corners. No surprises. We might be in for a very, very rough fight. Well, I don't see anything. Then you are not paying attention. There being nothing is as worse as there being something. Yeah. This veteran comes up and she says, I actually entirely disagree with that. There being something is much worse than there being nothing. Does, does Moonbeam take a spell slot? And then they walk inside. Moonbeam uh, does I... take a spell slot. Mm. Let them go first then, if they wish. Yeah, I mean, uh, I choose life, but <laughs> do whatever you Indeed. want. Indeed. <laughs> if you wish to, if you wish to f- foolishly choose death, follow them. <laughs> if not, join us in the formation and we will enter the house afterwards slowly and in defensive formation this veteran um walks in the house and calls hello wow well yeah what does she die well hold on let let us let us wait a moment i don't think anybody's inside why don't you go further go to that candle see if you can see anything okay um she walks forward around this first level and then she walks up to the stairs into the second level 
and she you can see her look down out of this window at you and then she walks back down to the first level she goes to check the little basement cellar where you store the food and I then she comes I back. I wouldn't wait that long. You wouldn't wait that long? I Violetta yeah. is definitely waiting that long. I would wait long. that long. <laughs> Connor, what do you do? I go inside. Yeah, what do you what do you what do you want to do inside? Well, I'm going to cast dark vision on myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, then I go inside. Yeah, you're inside. You have dark vision. Do I, what do I see? You see the inside of this building despite it being Great. dark. All right, it's clear. So it's an outpost. It's it, it's meant for people to. So there's stores of food in the basement. The upper level is mostly for looking out, and then on the main level there are like bunk beds, and there are couches next to a fireplace, and there's like a kitchen area where you can cook and prepare prepare food. It's for people to hunker out here in the cold. Is there a and bar? keep watch? Um, there's not a bar. There's not is like there a full a bar area. There is some like section in the kitchen. Yeah, there there is some alcohol in the kitchen. I'm going to go to the kitchen and look for some shot glasses or something. Okay, yeah, you find those. This is all very strange. Yeah. Do I see it? Do I notice anything unusual? The most unusual thing is that nobody's here and there should be somebody here. This all feels wrong. Is there a let do is Is there Do y'all know if there's like supposed to be a ledger or, or of who's here? Would there be like in like a log book where people would like log book, yeah. put their name down as yeah. well as like the date that they arrived? Yeah, you would you would definitely there'd be somewhere to for people I to will sign go in inside. And out. I will cuz I would yeah. probably know where it is. Uh, you would. You know exactly where it is. Do not let your guards down. All of this is too strange, but investigate, see what you can find. Go in pairs. Y'all want to try some of my homemade whiskey? <laughs> you brought whiskey? <laughs> yeah. I would not yeah. say no. Um, yeah. Are there, I'm going to go inside too. Okay, yeah. great, yeah. I'm going to pull out, pull out the ledger book. <clears throat> are there signs of like, is there a fire still burning? Is the food yeah. still hot? Does it look like they left in a hurry or mm-hmm. they just like disappeared or? There's no fire in the fireplace. There's no food out. The only sign that anybody was here is the lit uh, candle. very recently at all is the lit candle. Can I go do a perception check on the candle? Yeah, that's a good idea. Well, you don't have to roll a perception check. What do you want to you learn from the candle? Can I tell how long it's been burning? Uh, yeah, you look at how it. Short it's about is it? halfway down. It's about halfway down. Is there anything weird about the flame? Uh, no. Um, I kind of want to blow it out. Okay. See what happens. I will have my I'm gonna, hammer I'm gonna, Because prepared. this is not Bass, I'm going to announce. Well, hang on a second. <laughs> I'm not done with my whiskey yet. Oh, okay. So I come out of the kitchen with a little tiny tray with three shot glasses hmm. filled with brown liquid. Where's Grim? Where is Grim? I'm right here. Oh. Oh, there he is. There he is. There's only enough for three samples, so I, I thought y'all should have him. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. So I, I hand the last one to Grim. Is it just like very distilled whiskey? Uh, yeah. I'm not sure. You're not How sure? Would you, describe- you made it. How would you describe it? How, what kind of what kind of whiskey am I having here? Is it like oaky? Does it have like hints of some kind of? I don't think it tastes very good. Okay. I think it's like. Does I, it taste like it was distilled like, in the back? Like it's a crudely old barrel? distilled. Yeah, okay. it's like my dad taught me how to make this on the farm. So strong as fuck. But yeah, so as I pour it though, I cast. I'm gonna extend cast aid. At third level. Oh, okay. And what does that do? So as you drink your shot, your 
Current and maximum hit points increase by 10. Oh, fuck. Oh, my gosh. For how long? For the next 16 hours. Holy cow. Shit. Hmm. So I have 72 currently. So me and Iris now have 56. Yeah. Uh, I didn't drink. I didn't have Oh, any. you didn't drink it. Yeah. It only works on three people. Oh. Okay. So the three of. Damn. Holy cow. That spell is powerful. I mean, it's a level three spell. That's excellent. Do we have to yeah. ingest it like that? Uh, no, that's how <laughs> I just for chose flavor. to flavor that's it. So yeah. That's so cute. Fun. That's fun. I like that a lot. Merlin, fuck off, dude. <laughs>